listening to the Straight Up Saints podcast. What is up, Houdet Nation? Welcome inside another edition of the Straight Up Saints podcast presented by Boot Crew Media. And we all kind of saw it coming, right? We knew that there'd be some type of report about Alvin Kamara and whether or not he'd miss time for this upcoming season due to the situation that stemmed from the Pro Bowl in Las Vegas. Well, on Thursday night, there was an update on it. It wasn't exactly the update you want to get on this situation. We'll talk about that. We'll talk about Alvin Kamara's reaction to that report, which is quite funny. And then we'll kind of assess the running back room moving forward if Alvin Kamara does miss the amount of games that the report states. Before that, though, I want to remind you guys, as always, we've got a really fun deal brewing up with DraftKings Sportsbook. With UFC 276 coming up, new customers can bet $5 on any fighter to win and get $100 in free bets, win or lose. That's basically the catch right there, win or lose. So you download the DraftKings Sportsbook app, you use promo code BOOT, all caps, and you bet $5 on any UFC 276 fighter to win, and that $100 in free bets goes to you no matter what. It's a pretty good deal, especially if you're interested and watching the fights next uh, Saturday. Why not? Go for it. See what you can do there. So again, that is code BOOT at DraftKings Sportsbook, the official sports betting partner of UFC. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, as always, guys, you can visit um, DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. You could also call 1-800-GAMBLER uh, for crisis counseling and referral services. Minimum $5 deposit for this particular wager coming up. Now, let's get into Alvin Kamara because I think like with Alvin, there's been like this silent agreement among Saints fans that like, we know he's going to miss time, but we don't want to talk about it. Like, that's been a thing I've noticed. Like, we all have thought when that report comes out about him getting in that fight in Las Vegas, we're all like, okay, at some point he's going to get suspended. And I think we all kind of like accepted that reality, but we don't talk about it enough. Like we only talk about it if we have to, not like an open conversation about, hey, this Saints roster is good, but they might be without one of their best players for a considerable amount of time. Well, it comes out on Thursday that uh, from Mike Florio Pro Football Talk, Alvin Kamara is bracing for a suspension of at least six weeks. And then the only question is apparently when this suspension will be imposed. Reason being, the NFL, when it comes to situations like this, they wait for the criminal legal process to kind of end before they take action. And if that process doesn't end, that's why Florio's saying that, because Kamara has a hearing on, in August, and let's say this thing gets delayed again or pushed back, whatever, then the timeline switches, right? Because it's not like, oh, he'll get suspended for week one through six. No, like it's like if it finishes midseason – then the suspension might happen. Or maybe it happens next year. Like, this will happen. At some point, he will get suspended. It's just a matter of when, not if. But again, six games is apparently what Alvin Kamara and his team are supposed to be bracing for, per Mike Florio's report. A lot of you thought that was steep. But he did point out the personal conduct policy provides for a baseline of six games. And then aggravating factors like repeated striking can weigh into that. And, of course, it's important to remember when Kamara was going through this thing, he did actually admit that he threw a couple of punches, which probably shouldn't have done. That's usually why you wait for a lawyer before you start opening up about things. But that's interesting. Like, we'll see how that factors into everything. But let's say it is six games. That is a considerable amount of time that you're without Alvin Kamara. And that changes your outlook on your running game. It changes your outlook on your offense. I'll get into all that in just a second. That said, I also want to point out real quick, I do think if we get to a point where Alvin Kamara gets suspended, like let's say six games, let's say that's the number, and it happens within the next two months, whatever. If that happens quickly, and we don't get a Deshaun Watson announcement, 
And I don't know. I don't know. You're not supposed to compare apples to oranges. I'm just trying to compare the fact that the NFL will discipline subjects that are not as tough on them relative to things that are maybe sticky situations and messy overall. They don't want to touch those per se. And I do think it would be just peak NFL if like Alvin Kamara, not saying what Alvin did was wrong. Obviously, don't get don't get me wrong on that, but him getting suspended and then Deshaun Watson situation. Let's say it's still up in the air. Uh, I think that would leave a really bad taste in people's mouths. I don't think that's going to be the case. I think you'll get decisions for both of them relatively soon. But it just made me think, right? Like, we we wasted no time talking about the games he might miss, when that could, when that could happen. And then the other guy, we know that situation is not great. And it's like, oh, well, he has to negotiate how many games he'll miss, which I hate that that's even a thing, but such is the NFL. Now, Alvin Kamara responded to this report. Wasted no time in that regard. And he said at Pro Football Talk, can you tell me, can you tell us when Jesus is going to return to earth? And obviously that was his way of being like, oh, you're a know-it-all. You know how many games I'm going to get spent. Okay, tell me when Jesus is coming back to earth. That was the response. I thought it was hilarious just because I didn't think Alvin was going to even kind of look at this tweet and give it any time of day. He did. It was a pretty good response. I'm on the fence about Florio. I think sometimes he does good reporting. Sometimes I think it's annoying. So I'm okay with a response like this. It wasn't edgy. It was just kind of, you know, sarcastic. And I think for AK's situation, you could look at it two ways. Maybe he's frustrated. B, maybe he really doesn't think it's going to be six games. And who knows? We got to remember, like, with the six-game thing, he could get six games. He could appeal it. Maybe gets knocked to four, which I think is what Saints fans are expecting. When I had chats with a lot of people not people in the know, just people, Saints fans, excited for this upcoming season. And we just talk about what we'd expect and whatever. A lot of them thought three to four games. That's like the sweet spot. Well, six games, a little bit more than what you would be expecting if you were expecting three to four games. So I can see why people are a little shocked right now, Alvin Kamara included. But it, it really is going to be fascinating to see where we go from there. Now, if he does get six games, there are so many factors that come into play now, right? How does that backfield look? I, I think that's the main question. Because, yes, the Saints passing game should be better, right? Adding Jarvis Landry, adding Chris Olave. You expect improvements, maybe from a guy like Troutman, maybe from Taysom Hill as a weapon now, not really a quarterback. But I'm looking around, and I'm like, okay, the running back room, and I chatted with this um, with my good friend Lynn earlier this week. We said, we were like, this running back room is the, the weakest part, I think, of the Saints game if you take Kamara out of the question. Now, because you have Kamara, you're never going to look at the Saints running back room and be like, oh, it's not a good room. But you're taking him out of the room now, and hypothetically, and you're relying on Marcus, uh, Mark Ingram, you're relying on Dwayne Washington, you're relying on Tony Jones Jr. and Abram Smith. I think I know what I'm going to get from Mark Ingram. I think last year Mark Ingram, when Kamara missed time, played well. But to expect him, let's say, for six games to hold down the fort and be RB1, that is unfair. And I think, you know, to expect Tony Jones Jr. to take this massive leap that he didn't take last year, despite how well he played in the preseason, probably unrealistic. To expect Dwayne Washington, who's really a special teams ace, to become all of a sudden an impact runner in the ground game, probably unrealistic. And I think Abram Smith, there's optimism there, right? Like, he is an undrafted rookie with potential. Thought he should have got drafted. He did have a great final year at Baylor. There is potential with him. But again, undrafted rookie. We don't know for sure he's going to make the roster, although I I feel good about him making it. As of today, things can change. 
Again, a lot of question marks, right? You did bring in David Johnson for a tryout. You couldn't get a deal done with him. He tweeted about it last week that they couldn't get a deal done. At some point, you got to make a move at running back, right? Whether it is exploring the trade market, seeing what people have to offer, whether it is getting a veteran, you almost have to now because the Saints have told you through and through this offseason that they are trying to win now, right? That's why they got Tyron Matthew. That's why they got Jarvis Landry. That's why they drafted Chris Olave and Trevor Penning and didn't think about a quarterback and said, hey, we are all in on this team. Jameis is going to lead the way. You're, you're trying to win now, right? Well, it would be so odd to say, hey, we're trying to win now. We're putting together the pieces. And then your best running back is out for six games, hypothetically. And you're like, ah, let's just leave the running back room as is and just hope they get it done. That doesn't really follow the formula. So whether it is signing a running back, whether it's exploring the trade market for a vet that, hey, look, you're in a crowded room. You come here. We could give you more touches. I think those are possibilities, right? And I'm not even going to start rattling off names as to who can make that happen because the one thing about the NFL is that you'll really know who's where at training camp. So this could be something as soon as like first week of August, Saints are looking around like, all right, we got we to gotta trade for someone. And you can look around the map and be like, okay, who is not factoring in their backfield the way you thought they would, you know? Like, I, I, you know, I said I wouldn't throw out a name, but I'll just throw out a hypothetical, right? Let's say a guy like a Trey Sermon from the 49ers, right? He was drafted early last year, hasn't really played. You got a, an emerging star in Elijah Mitchell. You have already a guy like Jeff Wilson. You drafted a running back um, from LSU this year. You know, let's say he starts looking around. It's like, okay, I'm not getting touches here. Does that result in maybe him getting moved? It's stuff like that, right? I don't think it's a high profile, a high profile running back. Excuse me. A lot of people are saying Saquon Barkley. I find that way too rich. I don't see that happening. Um, kudos to you for shooting for the stars, though. I mean, if we're gonna, you know, start theorizing about stuff, shoot for the stars. But I, I don't see that happening. But I think it is a middle-tier running back that you're looking around and you think they can be a fit and you don't think they're going to cost you that much. That's another important factor to this because you're going to get Alvin Kamara back regardless of how many games he gets suspended. He will come back and that need for a running back doesn't seem as dire as it once did. But you need to, if you're going to bolster the room, get a guy that isn't going to cripple you in terms of what you're giving up, right? Is it a fifth, maybe a sixth-round pick? If you do something like that for a middle-tier running back, I think that kind of makes sense, especially if they're in a crowded room. And then you can go from there. They can be a holdover along with Mark Ingram and whichever running back out of Abram Smith, Dwayne Washington, and Tony Jones Jr., whichever one emerges of those three. And that three can maybe, I would say, band-aid this situation until Alvin Kamara comes back. I don't think it is the end of the world, necessarily. I think that the Saints still have a very talented defense. And I think the Saints have done a good job of adding weapons to their offense. And a lot of it, I know it sounds crazy, it always kind of goes back to him with a lot of things, but Michael Thomas is a big factor in this too, right? And the reason I say that is, is if Alvin Kamara misses time and Michael Thomas is back and he's playing well, you have Michael Thomas, Jarvis Landry, Chris Olave, Marcos Callaway, Deontay Hardy, Trey Quan Smith. Your offense will find a way to get it done with those pieces, assuming Mike, Mike T's healthy and Olave's playing well and Jarvis is Jarvis. You're going to get the ball moving regardless that, yeah, maybe it doesn't the offense doesn't look the way you want it to in terms of balance, right? You're more lean on the pass. You're not as reliant on the run. 
but you're just trying to get over the hump, right? And I think one thing that I've learned the last couple of years with the Saints, and I think this has really happened ever since they've leaned towards a defensive uh, team, sometimes it doesn't look pretty, but the end result doesn't change because the goal is, all right, what can we do to win this game? So I think the Saints can still work out a solution where Alvin misses time. They're still a competitive team. Now, let's say he does miss the first six games. I always find this fascinating just to look at who he'd potentially miss. If that happens, he would miss the Falcons, the Buccaneers, the Panthers, the Vikings, the Seahawks, the Bengals. And one more, my math is off, and the Cardinals game. Those would be the teams that he would miss. Um, that would be interesting to me. That would be really interesting. I think for, for the Saints' perspective, excuse me, come back for the Cardinals game. The first six games, I'm not going to go into win-loss and who, you know, which games they would need him more for, but you would lose him for three division games. That does sting a little bit. You lose him for a potential shootout with the Bengals. That kind of hurts. And, you know, a Vikings team that he scored six touchdowns on in the past in one game. So those are kind of be the things that you would factor into this. I, we don't know if it's going to happen start of the year. We'll have a better idea in August what's happening because August is the hearing, and if the hearing they determine they got to push this thing back, all right, then things look different because now you're thinking about Alvin Kamara playing starting week one. So I, I would just say to kind of recap and, and put a bow on this, we got to wait till August to know what's going on with this hearing. It does seem like he will miss a decent amount of time at some point, either this season or next. And third... I would expect the Saints to make a move at running back. Whether it's a signing, whether it's a minor trade, I'd expect the Saints to make a move at running back, and they have to. They just have to. And when you go to get David Johnson, maybe that doesn't work out. You're already kind of showing your hand. Just play through it. We know you need another running back anyway. It's fine. Whether it's start of training camp, middle of training camp, they got to get a deal done at some point. I'm just eager to see who it ends up being. But I'm curious to know what you guys think about this Alvin Kamara saga. I'd imagine you guys think that six games is too much. If so, curious, let me know. Let me, in the let me know in the comment section below. And more importantly, if the Saints need to trade or sign a vet running back, realistic options, who are you thinking of? That would be a nice fit for the Saints backfield. I'd love to know what you guys think. But that's going to wrap it up for this edition of the Straight Up Saints podcast presented by Boo Crew Media, DraftKings Sportsbook, and Makers Mark. As always, guys, really appreciate uh, just the interactions we've had throughout this offseason. I know we're kind of in a dead period in terms of content. That's the layover between mini camp and training camp. But even then, I mean, we're just talking Saints football every day, and, and you guys have been a joy to talk to, and I really do uh, appreciate that. So as always, guys, enjoy your upcoming weekend. Stay tuned for more content in the future. And, of course, keep it plugged in here for Booker Media and the Straight Up Saints podcast, the destination for the Houdat Nation. You're listening to the Straight Up Saints podcast.